0: sure you're with Julian on the Brown Note, and a review of the underappreciated and underseen film The Kill Room, whose main selling point is a terrific lead role for Uma Thurman, who's, you know, in so few films um, these days. And I don't know if the director, Nicole Paoni, has done anything else. Uh, American director. I think this is. Her first film. Why have you gone all the way back to that? So I think this is her first film, and uh, she's been in uh, American comedic television up until this point. Uh, and the premise is if obvious, and it's got it's got pretty poor reviews, but um, it's still very entertaining. So what we get is Uma Thurman as a desperate art modern art purveyor and owner of a gallery that's very unsuccessful always undercut by other people always on the verge of bankruptcy and she's desperate to get some form of traction with an artist so that she can survive in the cutthroat world that's her life which is this world of modern art and and you know promoting new artists and eventually being famous and making a fortune and hanging out with people from the new york times and she wants all of these things and she takes lots of drugs and she's a basket case and terrific character. it's the best character she's had in years and along comes samuel l jackson samuel jackson works as a fixer for a i guess scary russian mob guy i don't they're not really def- i didn't really catch what their ethnicity is but they occupy the same space as a lot of american thrillers have of these all powerful russian mob guys and Samuel Jackson's sort of beholden to them and he kind of works as the manager of Joe Manganiello Nielo sorry Joe Manganiello who's very famous he's been in lots of stuff but i still pronounce his name terribly who's a hitman now they find out that one of the people they wash money through is gone and they come up with a new way of washing their money and that is they're going to use Uma Thurman's failing gallery and they're going to give her paintings by uh, the Joe Manganiello character which are rubbish and made up and buy them back for a fortune and then give her her 10% and effectively wash the money because she's basically paying the artist who is the Joe character. So Samuel Jackson gives him 100 grand, Uma Thurman takes 10 and gives 92 the Joe character, washing the money with some legal trail that satisfies everything. Uh, it is a, it's <laughs> a tad predictable what does happen, but it's still quite good, which is that the Joe characters. Uh, paintings suddenly start gaining a lot of traction because people don't know who he is he's got a name called the Bagman, which is uh, relating to his hitman world his art's very odd because obviously he's just splashing paint on the canvas and he starts building up a reputation as his hot new artist because his paintings are selling for so much money so no one can justify not being interested in him when all these paintings from this new artist are selling for hundreds of thousands of dollars. So the whole endeavour of um, using this to quietly wash money doesn't work when every parasitical art critic in the world is suddenly focused on Uma Thurman's gallery and who is this new character called Reggie who's doing this anonymous paintwork as the bagman, And it all spirals from that element and eventually she finds out she develops a relationship with joe the the reggie character and um is she believes he's a drug dealer and then she finds out actually he murders people and then we get a bit more into the the backgrounds of all the characters involved and what's going on now most of this film has a terrific uma thurman character front and center and if she's not on screen samuel jackson's on screen so I don't get the trashing reviews of this film because it is so enjoyable spending time with them. It is a tad obvious in its modern art is three-year-old scrawling on paper a bit, but I, I didn't think it was that simplistic because the idea is that the work that Reggie produces becomes more better, more better, as as he progresses because it's pure animal instinct and he is reliving the pain that he's going through being this hitman and pouring it out on the canvas so it does actually it's, it's it's not like they're totally trashing the whole notion of splodges of paint on a, a canvas being this incredibly tacky stupid horrible thing it's it's kind of saying you know if the artist is honest enough then their work is going to be appreciated so i didn't i did i thought it was more complex in its reasoning around the whole sort of world of modern art and the characters they throw up in the modern art world including maya Hawke, ethan Hawke's daughter who showed up in once upon a time in hollywood um as a a, a burgeoning new artist as well who's kind of a de facto rival of uma thurman given that she sort of ditched her as being a manager um they throw up some horrible interesting people along the way um, and I, I did note it says another character played by Dree Hemingway, who is Marielle Hemingway's daughter. So this is a repository for nepotism, if ever there was one. Nepo babies galore. Samuel Jackson's is great. And uh, Joe, I'm going to say the name wrong again. Joe Manganiello. Um, what's his most famous role? He, he's. True Blood was before he was in the films, but he's also been in an, an enormous number of films by now. Um forgotten what's gonna say now. So we get into his past as well, which is the fact that he actually this is the first time in his life that he's felt um he's been he's been forced to be a hitman since he was young. Uh, and he suddenly sees a way out of that life and and has opened up parts of himself that he's never opened up and so on it's all fairly obvious but it's done with so much wit and i just couldn't take my eyes off Uma thurman's character she was extremely amusing always on the point of collapse smart and very funny and a total basket case drug addict basket case um but I, I just thought um I really enjoy spending time with the film I think the final third where it gets into some capers sort of element where they they sort of set up this big sort of caper to end the movie on I didn't think that was very successful uh it was a bit sloppy and it wasn't the strongest segment of the film I probably like the opening the most when we we're getting to know the characters. Um, And a fair amount of it's obvious, but overall, I thought it was a thoroughly enjoyable watch. So I think, you know, it's done a whopping $600,000 at the box office. It's only an hour and a half long, and, you know, why isn't Uma Thurman in more films? She's so terrific here. And the fact that we get this obvious Tarantino-esque movie, but we do get two top-notch, a-list tarantino performances from samuel jackson and uma thurman which itself immediately elevates this high above a lot of the other films that have tried to be a tarantino film so hopefully this is a road back into mainstream cinema for uma thurman who's just been wasted as an actress in recent years and we've heard a lot about how she got injured on the set of death proof i think with tarantino and her How that drove a wedge between them. She had she got seriously injured in a car crash, which Tarantino has admitted was or taken the blame for, saying that he was far too reckless in making her do that stunt and it caused her serious injuries and so on. And we are talking about a final third kill bill film. So all of this is hugely interesting to me. So I'm gonna give it a seven and a half out of ten for the kill room. Well worth tracking down and from